0: Since last summer, there's been a standoff between students at the University of Puerto Rico and the government that has at times turned violent. It's over an announced budget cut and an increase in tuition fees, but that may just be part of a wider pattern of First Amendment conflicts. On today's underreported segment, we'll take a look at how Puerto Rican authorities have been dealing with students, striking workers, journalists, and others. And joining me now are Jennifer Turner, a human rights researcher at the ACLU who's in Puerto Rico, and Rosie Perez, who recently returned from an ACLU fact-finding mission there. And I'm very pleased to welcome them to our show.
1: Hello Leonard, how are you? Thank you for having us.
0: Uh, welcome back, Rosie. Of course you're in Brooklyn now. Uh the uh, the student protests at the University of Puerto Rico began last summer over the budget cuts and increases in enrollment fees. How many students have joined the protesters?
1: I don't know the exact um number, Leonard. Um but the issue at hand here is that there were a few students that protested in a, in in um in a in a terrible way, in a violent way, um, but they also have rights as well. But the majority of the students um, acted in, in in a civil protest, and the police were very, very brutal in their force uh, uh, with them as well. And what we witnessed down there through video and through testimony was heartbreaking.
0: Well, did the students initiate the violence?
1: No, I can definitely say that they did not. Uh, students
2: began with totally nonviolent protests that were broken up by the police very violently. Students told me they sat down and linked arms in civil disobedience or merely asked to enter the campus to participate in peaceful protests. And police responded by beating them with nightsticks, shooting at them with tear gas canisters and rubber bullets, and spraying them, macing them with pepper spray, at very short-range, just inches from their faces.
0: Was it unusual for the police to be called in to deal with protesters, student protesters?
2: It is. Over the last 30 years, there's been a nonviolent, uh, there's been a policy of non-confrontation that police are not allowed on the campus here because of this exact problem in the past in the 70s of police uh, engaging in violence against students and of the situation erupting into further
1: violence.
0: Haven't there also been reports of sexual harassment of some of the female students?
1: Yes, and there is video of of one police officer um, with a young student. She, her, she, her hands are handcuffed behind her back, and he is dragging her into a white van, and he is literally groping her breast, one with one hand and then, then with the other, repeatedly. Um, and we also heard testimony from a student um, at the University of Puerto Rico when we went down there, um, she also said that the police groped her and also um, referred to her as a whore and a bitch, and it was just, it was obscene. It and, was it was obscene.
0: And they're also uh, pressing pressure points to subdue people?
1: Yes, they. we saw actual video of a police officer standing behind a young girl who was uh, she looked about maybe 19 years old and he applied pressure to her pressure points on her neck and she became unconscious from it and fell back with her eyes rolling behind her head and then he continued to press his thumb into her eye socket um and uh and handcuffed her and and, and dragged her away while she was uh, unconscious and if you we saw the girl um in person, she's shorter than me about my build um and what also what we witnessed uh, uh, uh firsthand is the post traumatic stress disorder of the students. Most of them are extremely fearful of speaking out even though they were brave enough to come and testify in front of us and give their testimony um a lot of them are when they were talking were visibly shaking um a lot of them are uh have absolutely no emotion whatsoever when they um speak of the horrible um brutality that that they uh, received from the police uh, department and also i want to point out is that what we also found out was that the university um were the ones that requested the police to come on the campus
0: well jennifer what's the response of the faculty to the police actions
1: Much of the faculty is completely opposed to the police presence
2: on campus, period, and certainly opposed to the police violence. In fact, even professors and parents of students have been beaten by police officers during these actions. Well,
0: don't the budget cuts affect them as well?
2: Certainly they do, and they're certainly affected by the violence against their students.
0: Now, is there a serious budget crunch in Puerto Rico, similar to what we've been seeing in some of the 50 states? Uh, Are they... Are they, they uh, finance in the same way? Uh, because Puerto Rico uh, is is a commonwealth. It's not. Uh, it's not a, a state.
2: Well, in fact, there is a massive budget crunch here, and that's really what prompted a lot of these protests. And I should say that it's not just the students whose uh, nonviolent protests have been squashed by the police, but also workers and union leaders who've also been squashed by police. Uh, Budget cuts have affected both the students and the uh, the, the budget of the university, but it's also led to the massive layoffs of over 20,000 public workers. And a broader political context here is that the government has closed off to the Capitol building, to the public, to observe the Senate sessions, to discuss these budget cuts, both uh, blocking off students from access and workers and union leaders from access to observe the hearings, and even beating them when they have uh, protested or even stood on the steps of the Capitol building trying to enter.
0: Well, Puerto Rico is subject to U.S. jurisdiction and sovereignty, does that mean that the U.S. Constitution applies fully in Puerto Rico?
2: I'm not a constitutional scholar on the application. Either way, regardless, these individuals have constitutional rights, certainly have the right to freedom of expression, even under Puerto Rican law, have the right to engage in these nonviolent protests. And this definitely would amount to, in a lot of these cases, violations of their constitutional rights. And the broader um, situation certainly raises serious concerns about the government's respect for First Amendment rights and uh, the effect of the uh, police
1: actions on people's ability to express
0: themselves. Rosie, has this been a big story in Puerto Rico?
1: It has and it hasn't. Um, it, um, it, it, it has received uh, a lot of press in Puerto Rico, but the press that it receives is, is, a, is slightly tainted. They, um, uh, for instance, the videos that we were privy to, the, the, the major public of Puerto Rico have not. So therefore, the opinion is, is, is slightly, uh, against the the students. Um, the uh, is
0: there no independent press in Puerto Rico?
1: There is independent press in Puerto Rico, but it's not as prevalent as um, press that is not so independent. You have to understand that the culture down in Puerto Rico, um, the, the governor actually made this trouble, troubling, troubling statement that he would not allow protest and expression for what he calls the extreme left, so that should give you an indication of how the press is, is is um served down there and also i want to state that also the press received um Violence from the police as well. We saw a video of the press being pepper sprayed, being kicked, being um, hit over the heads and the backs with the uh, police batons, pepper sprayed. Um, you name it. That the press was also not respected as well, which was was equally appalling. And and also, what it, what was really strange when we went down there, we it, we had a feeling that we were not welcomed. Um, At all. And um, they kept accusing us of being biased and they kept accusing us of formulating our conclusions before we heard all of the facts. And, uh, you know, our response to them was, you know, there's video. The fact is there, we, 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 we've seen the brutality that was inflicted um, upon these students and upon these union workers and upon the, uh, the press. The videos do not lie. Um, Did you
0: meet with government officials?
1: Well, I I missed the first meeting with the government officials, but um, what uh, uh, Anthony Romero, the the head of the ACLU, said was that it was very, very tense. um, They they requested to meet with the governor and was denied the request. Um, So they met with other government officials there. We also met with the... um, Administration of the uh, the president and the chancellor of the uh, of the UPR with the Uni- University of Puerto Rico, and they were very very hostile um, to the point where I even um, told the chancellor of of the university, I said I feel very intimidated by you. Uh, she she unfortunately had had also endured violence um, from students, and I said I'm very sorry for what you endured, but your lack of of empathy for your student body is troubling and the way you are telling us that we have no right to question you is is also troubling and 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 intimidating she was pointing her finger at us her uh, her voice was raised it it got a little ugly to to be honest. And ironically, the best meeting that we had was with the, with the Puerto Rican Police Department, with the superintendent. He actually admitted to us that, you know, there were mistakes made and things were not handled as they they should have been um, and that they were uh, making steps to correct um, uh, the, the errors that were made. And that was encouraging. But, the, you know, the police department was the only place that we felt pretty welcomed. Um um, and no, that's not true, right, Jennifer? Also, the uh, House of uh, Representatives—they were very welcoming as well, but they that's also true. were were victimized by the police as well.
0: Well, we'll get into that in a moment. Let me tell my audience that my guests are Rosie Perez, who's just returned from a fact-finding mission in Puerto Rico, and Jennifer Turner, who's a human rights researcher at the ACLU, and we're talking to her in in San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, for this underreported look at the crackdown in Puerto Rico, although I remember years ago, the police were accused of of some um, that they were involved in a scandal where some uh, people were killed. And uh, I'm not remembering the details completely, but uh, this has been a troubled police force for a long time, hasn't it?
2: It has. It's been a police force run amok for years now. Uh, They've enjoyed impunity for years. Uh, We've documented numerous cases of citizens being killed by police, uh, unarmed citizens being killed. And I think what we're seeing now really is the effect of when a police force that is enjoying impunity is unleashed on protesters who are nonviolently protesting and exercising their First Amendment rights.
0: Do you think the governor uh, cracked down harder because uh, a protester threw an egg at him? In September 2009, he he tightened his security after that.
2: I don't know what prompted it, but what we're seeing really is limits on dissent uh, at all different levels, including to the point of cutting off uh, even dissent on the steps of the Capitol building the seat of government.
0: Well, what about the the governor, uh, Luis G. Fortuno, the first Republican elected in Puerto Rico in decades, elected governor, isn't he?
2: He is. He is. And he's, by all accounts, a rising star in the Republican Party. And I really encourage those in the Republican Party and elsewhere to look at – he has a very shiny reputation, but to look at the underside of his uh, reputation and we'll find that it's quite tarnished by these events. And unless the government takes real action to ensure that the public is protected when they want to take to the streets in the future, that uh, it's really problematic
0: but he he was appointed to or nominated anyway by yeah. president obama to the council of governors so uh there he is respected in washington by the democrats as well he is he now is. go ahead
1: he is, but I really, I really believe, Leonard, that they are not aware of what is really going down in Puerto Rico. And I think that if they were made aware, um, specifically with the things that we saw and heard, I think that their opinions would, would change.
0: Now, last summer, the president of the Puerto Rican Senate halted public access to leg- legislative session. Was uh, there any explanation as to why he did that?
2: I'm not aware of any explanation. I think the timing was particularly problematic because it was during the debates about the budget, and it was particularly about debates about the layoffs of over 20,000 workers and the proposed budget cuts for the university, and that's when access was cut off. And that's when students and workers trying to enter were beaten mercilessly by police.
0: What well, wasn't moreover, a- Moreover,
2: the, the president actually turned off the microphones and limited any kind of public debate by the minority party in the Senate. And that's an ongoing issue even today.
0: And wasn't a member of the Senate's minority party injured in the violence? Yes. Uh,
2: Yes, it's Representative Carmen Yulín, who we spoke with, uh, who tried to intervene when several student reporters tried to enter the Capitol building to cover the debate about the university budget, and the right police beat them so badly that she tried to intervene, showed her identity card, and said, listen, I am one of the representatives of the House. And they turned to her and said, this is for you, and began beating her as well and pepper spraying her.
0: Now, uh, we mentioned earlier that uh, Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. You can't... uh, uh, As extreme as some situations have happened, uh, have developed in some states, no governor could do this sort of thing in an American state, could he? Are the laws different in Puerto Rico? Go ahead. I mean, we we saw protests in Wisconsin, but we didn't see this kind of uh, violent political climate, even though uh, emotions ran rather high there.
2: I think this is absolutely unthinkable in Wisconsin. If this had happened to protesters in Wisconsin, there would be an uproar. I, I really do feel that these events are what we could expect in the Banana Republic, but not in our American democracy. And even as we applaud the protesters in Yemen and in Egypt who took to the streets, uh, this has been
1: happening here in Puerto Rico. They've been violently squashed. Have any politicians in the United States would have... Um, conducted um uh, him or herself the way that the governor of Puerto Rico has they would have been impeached immediately
0: Have any politicians in the United States mainland responded to these crackdowns Yes, uh,
1: Congressman uh, Luis Gutierrez has has um gone on onto the floor and demanded a response from 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 the uh house and said it from from the government at large um and there was a request uh well i guess from the aclu to the uh the department of justice to um uh initiate an investigation uh, into the alleged abuses
0: uh, and and We're, we're running out of time but is that what the aclu is hoping to do with this information you've been gathering jennifer
1: Yes, we're
2: hoping to contribute the information to the Department of Justice, which did initiate an investigation, and we'll also be publishing a report probably in September documenting all of these cases that we've been talking about today.
1: What we really need is, is, is like you said, this is underreported, and we really need the the uh, national press to jump on this story. It, it hasn't gone away, it's not going away, and nothing really is being done.
0: Rosie, you I, Rosie, I have to end it there. Rosie Perez and Jennifer Turner were talking about the crackdown in Puerto Rico on today's underreported segment. Thank you both so much for telling us about this. Uh, We haven't been reading about it in the local press. On tomorrow's show, James Glick on the history of humans and information, from the invention of writing five millennia ago to Wikipedia's source code, and then the stars of the new hit Broadway musical Catch Me If You Can, Also, Linda Grant on her latest novel, We Had It So Good. Plus, our latest Please Explain is all about bugs, the good, the bad, and the very ugly. The Leonard Lopate Show is produced by Blakeney Schick, Stephen Valentino, and Julia Corcoran. Melissa Egan is the executive producer, and we had help today from Sarah Franklin and contributing producers Barbara Kahn and Virginia Doris. Debbie Fanta was at the audio controls. I am Leonard Lopate, your host. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.